0: Welcome back on Related Monster. So today, we have Nancy Sowell. She is my IFS trainer and among others, she has trained in many IFS therapists, internal family systems, which I won't introduce now because she does such a good job of introducing it in the episode. And along with introducing IFS and uh, talking about its powers and how it functions she does a demo with me and it's uh i think it's a really kind of sweet beautiful process that we end up in uh, it's a great way it ends up being I think, a great way to understand ifs like how it works and uh, how radical it is in terms of its compassion and uh commitment to really getting to know all the parts of self so, and without further ado, Nancy Sowell. All right. Welcome, Nancy. Thanks for being here with us today.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure, Ryan. Thank yeah.
0: you. Yeah, I am super excited. I've been thinking a lot about, um, yeah, different, different oh, points of entry. But um, before we go there, I just want to invite you to just introduce yourself so the listeners can get a, bit, a little sense of who you are.
1: Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm Nancy Soule and I'm an internal family systems trainer and therapist and consultant. Um, I'm a mother and a friend and a wife. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I really love what I do and I, I love the teaching. I love the mix of working with clients And I love how every mistake I've ever made in my life is really useful in my work. And and everything, um, everybody that I know, and everything I come in touch with informs my work. Because the more you know about yourself, and the more you know about other people, the better you can be as a therapist. And so I find that that's true. So it's kind of cool that the mistakes we make, we can really um, transform them into something helpful and useful for our, our own growth and, and for our growth as a therapist and yeah. with our clients. So I love that. So I, I came into this because of, you know, some personal problems I was having in my marriage. Uh, and it got me into therapy, which got started me on this road of therapy. And then I started to look at, you know, my my family history and, and got really curious about how things get passed down generationally and how they had impacted me. And I just found the whole thing so interesting and just noticing what I'm like in relationship and starting to really heal the things that I didn't even know were not working for me. You know, I just had to learn about how I got to where I was so that's how it started. I started out as a client and um in a marriage that was really I was really struggling in. And uh, that was the beginning. Here I am now.
0: <laughs> when was that?
1: Oh gosh. I, I was when was that? Let me think a second. So that was like in the or in the mid-1980s. Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah maybe maybe i guess it was probably more the late 80s yeah yeah it was a while ago yeah it was a whole journey that hasn't stopped and it's really remarkable to me to look back on that and to even remember that now it's so long ago
0: Yeah. right and and what what when did you get when when did what was the moment in which you really like chose ifs
1: oh well i was at the cape cod institute i don't even know um, so dick schwartz who's the father of ifs um he does this annual introduction or he did i don't know if he still is um at the cape cod institute and i live on cape cod in in massachusetts and I, had, I was a very seasoned clinician when I first got introduced to IFS, and I was not looking for yet another thing to get trained in. I was already very involved at the Cambridge Health Alliance and had my private practice and was teaching and doing all kinds of stuff. And then I just heard about it. Somebody talked to me about it, and I needed some CEUs. So I went to the Cape Cod Institute, and I was just blown over. It really blew my mind. I was, he was just talking about the very different way that he does therapy, now with this different model of the mind, and I so related to what he was describing. He was talking about, well, you know, a part of you this and a part of you that, which is language that I had—I would use myself all the time. And yet, no, there was no model of the mind other than these pathological versions of parts, that I could really relate to and I just really related to it. I took to it like a fish in water and I would. And so after I was there for a week, it's, it's this nice deal to get CEUs or you get a vacation on Cape Cod and you're there for just a few hours in the morning. And then you have the afternoon to vacation and, um, and they had these optional groups you could join. And of course I did everything because I was so interested and I, ended up taking the training which i had no intention of doing at the time so that was fun it just and i just i i really just went at it with everything i had you know inside with my clients taking everything that came along in terms of training
0: yeah yeah i could i I could see how that that can happen that that can that that can happen right when when a model comes along that just really speaks to you, and so yeah. I think it's a good moment because a lot of folks out there actually don't have a operating like understanding of what IFS is. So could you could you just introduce?
1: Sure, it? sure. Well, it's it it's this non pathological patho- pathologizing non pathologizing um, model of multiplicity, the multiplicity of the human mind. So you know, Freud had a model of multiplicity with id, ego, superego. And so this is a model that says we are born with a collection of parts, um, sub-personality parts, and that they are healthy. They're not because of trauma. It's not like you're a multiple personality because you've been injured and your personality has been blown apart. It's that there are these like lovely, collection of complexity and interest and uh, wonderful different sides and facets of your personality and and we also have this core self which is the seat of our capacity for love and compassion and curiosity and seeking and um, connection courage confidence all of those things and in this model, healing happens in the relationship, it's a totally relational model in the relationship between that core self inside and these different parts of our personality. And that's really lovely, I love that, because the, the resource is already there, it's inside. And different parts of the personality because of environment and life experience can take on wounds or burdens things like negative beliefs about yourself or the world or life and healing of those wounds which can also come with um, body sensations and of course negative memories and um, the emotional content all of that um, we help the client to access with from a place of self so you have a part of the personality that maybe has carried some wounds like that and an IFS therapist helps that person to approach it from this place of curiosity and presence and really understand what that part of us has been through and why it does what it does and feels what it feels and in that relationship is the healing internally and of course that's in the context of a healing relationship a therapeutic relationship with hopefully a therapist that has a lot of that kind of access to core self so it's really beautiful I love it
0: it is yeah I mean I've I've been just I've been loving it it's been it's just diving into it in this last year has had a profound impact on me in terms of just the I I see it as like as as radical love Mm -hmm. I I, I used to think that you know being a Buddhist practitioner since I was 18 or something that I that I was practicing self-compassion and of course I was practicing it but there's something about IFS that just really takes it to this next next level of, of just radical love of like that part too that part too, needs to be yeah, can be understood and accepted and integrated. there's like there's no there's no part that's not that doesn't deserve love that's that right deserve understanding and support and help and everything we can bring to bear, yeah.
1: That's right. In whatever state you find it in, it's lovable. Everything that it's doing, everything that it thinks will make sense once you hear its story. So it makes me completely unafraid of what I'm sitting with in my office, no matter how extreme it is, no, how, no matter how scary it might sound. I, I feel completely confident that if I can help my client connect with their core self and then from there connect with that part of their personality that's suffering or doing whatever it is they're doing that is of concern, I know when we hear this story, it's gonna make sense. And then the way that it makes sense leads us down a path of healing because then we know where to go from there with this model.
0: Right, yeah. It's so liberative in that way. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just thinking of how many people are holding such, such, extremely um, judgmental views on their behavior, their behaviors, and i.e. their parts, right? Yeah. You know, and just how they just how chronically they're just moving through myself. I mean, myself included, in so in different ways, right? Just moving through the days with the kind of a chronic um, judgment or um, distaste for for different parts of ourselves.
1: Yeah. yeah, it really shifts the tendency towards self-criticism because then we think about self-criticism as a part of us that's trying to do something purposeful, purposeful, and then we can even get into help someone be in relationship to the part of them that's self-critical to come to some understanding about what that effort is about and how it started and why. Yeah, and ultimately to find the vulnerability that it's trying to protect or keep under wraps so it doesn't get hurt again. We don't get hurt again, right? So it all it all makes sense when you start to connect with it. It's very de-shaming. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah extremely which is so liberative i mean just to be to be to to have a way that's that's in that 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 helps a person move like move through the embodied shame that so many carry yeah yeah that's right Um, i'm thinking would be a good moment to um to provide the listeners, like with a like with a real like, example of like what this looks like, and I'm and I'm I'm wondering uh, in, uh, if if you would be up for just like walking me through a little mini like a little mini demo of like what that.
1: Sure, you mean like describe something or do something with you?
0: <laughs> yeah, me, me just describe a situation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just to give them a little taste because it's like um, this. You know, I, I think there's many out there that might. They'd be like, well, that that all sounds like anything. Well, that all sounds great, but how does that actually work?
1: How does it work? Yeah. Okay. So let, let me let me think of a good clinical
0: example. Um, oh, um I, I was thinking that I could provide one.
1: Oh, great! Perfect.
0: Yeah. That you, you could just work with me for like five or ten minutes. Just Fantastic. To, you know, because I've got one that I that I've uh, I actually brought it up with another on another podcast because it was, and we we did some good play with it because it's it's got some, you'll, you'll see. So, so the, the situation and it's relational based, which is, it will be nice, I think for the listeners too, to kind of get a sense of how, how this works. So, um, I've got a part of me that's like the cook. Like I love to cook. I love to make really tasty food for myself and for those, for every, for, for, for the people, even like I've, I've been a, I've been a, cook at a retreat center at, at the shout out to green gold zen center i was there for a couple of years cooking and so i've got this part right and my mom's a cook and she loved me through cook you know through good food and so how it shows up in a relationship is um i'm often cooking a lot of the meals and i'm thinking you know i'm thinking about what i'm going to cook for the evening and I'm, you know get really excited about it because it's it's just a thing i really enjoy and how it plays out with my wife is that I'm very, atta- like this part of me is very attached to what, how to cook, right? Like, like I saute with a lot of, a lot of oil. Like that's, that's a common thing because that's the best way to cook. Right. And she's like, I'd like a little bit more, like it's a little heavy sometimes she says, right. You know, and she gives me this feedback and that part of me br- br- uh, like br- Bristles <laughs> at that, you know, like really like steamed broccoli i it's hard to bring myself to do that, so I avoid it, she keeps asking, I don't do it, she you know, um, and it shows up in other ways too, if she tries to help out in the in the in while while we're doing dinner, I don't include her very well, that part of me doesn't um, so. As I was reflecting on it, I also noticed there's a part of me that is, that is, that really, it's a vulnerable part, right, that really gets a lot out of food, like, really feels nourished and grounded and, like, there's part, there's been periods in my life where I've been alone and I'll go there to just feel, feel comforted. So,
1: So how would I work with that?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the first thing I would ask is the part of you that really enjoys cooking. um, How do you feel toward that part? And how does that part feel about us having this
0: conversation Mm. and investigating more about it? Mm. Initially, I feel mostly in the moment mostly um, like uh, i appreciate it i i i see it as like such a such a creative and generous energy you know and then there's a part of me then that then i do notice there's some judgment of it like of its attachment of its rigidity or its way it takes control and is it
1: flexible? Okay. All right. So so you have some appreciation and then you're also noticing some things about it that might, um, might come at some cost in relationships, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, how are you aware of the part right now? You're talking about it, but if you could turn your attention inside now. And let me know how you're aware of it as you start to pay attention to it.
0: I'm just noticing it as a um, It's like an energy that's, you know, thinks about food and thinks about menu, you know, menu planning, what to eat and uh, just it just it's like this kind of creative swirly energy.
1: Okay. Uh, Do you notice anything about its emotional state?
0: Um, It's pretty excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: uh, It's kind of excited and energized. Yeah. Sort of energized.
0: Yeah, as I feel into it, it's like pretty excited about.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. So notice that. And. As you're noticing it, do you feel anything in your body that goes with this part?
0: Yeah, there's there's some there's a there's just some flutteriness kind of in my in my upper chest.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So as you notice that, and you notice the energy, and you notice the excitement, how are you feeling toward it
0: right now? There's actually a little. I am somewhat surprised by a little bit of tenderness towards that
1: a little bit of what?
0: Tenderness. Oh like
1: tenderness, a, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Like an old like an old friend or you know, like feels like it's been with me a while.
1: Okay. So how would it be, Ryan, to just communicate the part that you're noticing in your chest that has that excited energy that loves to cook that you're here with it and you're feeling tenderness toward it could you do that yeah okay great so take a moment and just go ahead and do that let me know if
0: that goes when you're ready it's relaxing a bit it's-
1: Okay hey, great. And as it's relaxing, how's it responding to your attention just relationally?
0: Um it's kind of sinking in close closer to me, almost like down in okay. my body a bit, like less less kind of up and excited and more just more rested
1: and okay great right so invited to notice how you can feel that it's relaxing in response to you and the relationship with you okay Okay. and and maybe ask the part what it, it why it started doing this and what it's about what it means to the part to be cooking
0: it's kind of showing me this this thing it does which is like provide like it provides a texture color sensation to like a space that feels a bit void or cold uh huh. Like it comes into that space to provide it to to create some yes some pleasure some sensation.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Can you find out from the part how long it's been doing this to um, kind of warm things up? and it shift things from kind of a cold state or feeling or space to a warm, colorful space. When did it start that?
0: I have a kind of a memory of when I first started, kind of started cooking my own, like it was my own dish. My mom tells a story of it's like this, this cut-up steak dish, and I started going through the cabinets and and just throwing in all kinds of different things, and I was just... I was just in this flurry of activity when I was a bit kind of lone, you know, kind of lonely. Didn't have a lot of friends in that time and yeah.
1: Okay. So check with this part, so come back to the relationship with the part mm-hmm. and find out if what its purpose is, like when it started to do that, it sounds like it might have something to do with a feeling of loneliness or a cold environment or a cold period, A lonely period maybe, mm-hmm. check with it and see if that's right.
0: Yeah, that, that's what it's showing me.
1: Yeah. Right, okay, and find out from it If it has some concern that if it stopped, if it became more flexible in the kitchen around food and cooking in the way that your wife requests, what is it afraid could happen? What is it, what's its purpose in, you know, doing it as intently as it does? And if it didn't do it so intently, what is, is there any concern about what would happen?
0: It's kind of,
1: <laughs>
0: it's kind of showing me the broccoli. It's just, <laughs> it's just showing me like a very, like, bore, like a bored, bore, kind of sad, boring, kind of disappointing experience. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. All right so let it know that you get that you can see that it's got a concern about that, that the food would not be wonderful and colorful and be all that it could be. Mm-hmm. And what is a concern would happen inside of you if that were the case?
0: Mm-hmm. Like a, um, just a, a kind of a, an emptiness, uh, Sadness, uh, yeah, would, would really set in.
1: Okay. All right, so now check with this part again and find out if there is a part that it, at least in part, took on this role of cooking and color and warming things up to help a part that was kind of sad and maybe even had a feeling of emptiness inside sometimes. Is
0: that right? Yeah, Yeah. definitely, yeah. Okay. They're in a pretty close relationship.
1: Okay. All right, now, I'm gonna propose something to the cooking part. I'm gonna describe a possibility and ask and it can tell you whether or not that possibility sounds of interest to it. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So what if what if you, Ryan, could turn your attention with permission from this cooking part, toward that part inside that has a history of feeling lonely and maybe even have some empty feelings inside so that you could actually be with it in much the same way that you've been with this cooking part. So you could help it with the feelings of loneliness or emptiness and um, and help it with it so that it doesn't it doesn't have to carry that forever. those old feelings. So that then this part, the cooking part, wouldn't have to be as intent on or could be more flexible, could cook in the way it wants to, but could also be flexible toward the needs of the people that are eating. It does it have any interest in that without anything bad happening, without the emptiness or the loneliness getting triggered. If you could do that, would this part be interested in just a little bit more, I don't know, flexibility in the kitchen? even maybe playfulness with other people in there with you sometimes?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely open to that.
1: Okay, okay. So, so if we were going to continue, I would say, and this is up to you, um, I would say that if, with this part's permission, could we go to that more vulnerable part of you and move toward a relationship with that one so that you could actually bring some of your self energy to that one who sounds like it might really need it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: okay would you like to do that sure okay great so let's just appreciate that there's flexibility right now with the the one that cooks and see if you can just stay inside with that internal focus and find the part, and you can use a memory to do this of when you could really feel it. So that loneliness or that emptiness, there may be moments that you remember that you felt that in the past. And let me know if you
0: can do that. Yeah, yeah, I've got it.
1: Okay, you've got a memory
0: mm-hmm. for a moment, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so let yourself remember that moment when you were feeling that when you were in this part that could feel some emptiness and loneliness and capture the feeling inside and let me know when you've got it maybe describe it to me a bit
0: yeah i got it it's um kind of in my stomach it's, um, it's this sort of, yeah, almost raw, kind of cold, fearful, contracted okay. kind of, yeah, sens- sensation in there. Yeah.
1: Okay. Is it okay for you to focus on it? You're noticing it now, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So I want to ask the part. To not overwhelm you, but to stay right here with you and with me.
0: Yeah, it's not overwhelming.
1: Okay, good. And, but I, and I'm, I'm going to ask it to just open up some space inside for you so that it's not alone in there right now. So it can begin to feel some of yourself, your core self energy. All right, so you can be there. And let me know how you're feeling toward it
0: as you do that. To feel warm towards it
1: okay great so find some way to share your warmth toward it so it can begin to feel it just stay right with the part communicating your warmth your presence your openness to it and keep doing that so it can feel you here with it Let me know how that goes when you're ready.
0: Yeah, it's it's, um, it's happening through my just real, real gentle breath.
1: Okay. Okay, so take your time, so the park can really you and the park can really connect, and don't worry about me or anybody else right now. Just stay with the park and deep in. you're ready let me know how that's going
0: it's it's changing its it's loosening or it's relaxing it's hard to describe but it's um it's just feeling not so alone it's yeah feeling yeah not not so wrong like it's not wrong for feeling the way it's feeling and it just seems to be really taking in my 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 breath kind of like the, the spaciousness or the presence that's kind of riding along on my breath.
1: Okay. Now, Ryan, see if there's anything that this part wants you to know or understand about its loneliness, how long it had it, it's had it, um, when it started. See if there's anything it wants to tell you or show you about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a particular moment or kind of stage of my life where, right?
1: Yeah, okay, so let it know you know that you can feel that, and invite it to feel the understanding and how well you get that, okay. Now see if there's anything at that stage, that point in your life that it needed from someone but that wasn't forthcoming. Anything it wants to show you about what it needed but didn't get at the time during that period.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. All right, so let it know that you're, you're understanding that, that you know that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Now find out if there's anything it needs from you right now that would be helpful to it.
0: it no, it, it's happy to, I don't know, just not be al- alone in that. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay is there anything it needs you to do on its behalf back there at that stage of your life anything it would want you to do for it
0: it just really wants like a big brother like a mm-hmm. and it's enjoying me just being great who i am back there with him like playing like 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 a nerf ball okay Uh, it shared a memory of like playing with my older cousin like in this little mini basketball hoop and just how how that how warm and like how much camaraderie that that right yeah
1: Yeah, and this part needed that Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so just stay right there with it and maybe maybe let that is it a a, a, can i call it a boy that boy Mm -hmm. yes let that let that boy know that you can also feel the pleasure of his playing basketball with his cousin. Invite him to notice how you get that that that's what he needed. He needed companionship hmm. and in, And how are you feeling toward him as you're watching him play basketball?
0: I just it's, a lot of love, just okay, sweetness
1: yeah okay so so also invite him to take in to look at you and to feel your energy and your pleasure in just watching him. Have him really take that in
0: yeah it's, I don't know if it's him or me, but there's a lot of like a tick tickling in my heart,
1: yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, we just really take that in and notice that. Okay. All right. There's various things we could do right now, but I I think I'm going to check and have you check with him and see if he would, if he feels he would like to come out of that period in time and come now to 2021 with you or at least visit 2021 with you and just see your life, maybe show him your kitchen.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, he's, uh, he's he's super down. Like there's already kind of the beginnings of like a, of a showing him like my life now. But okay. Like my, all my good, like brothers, my, my male friends.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Great. So he's already here now with you. Is mm-hmm. that right? Okay, great. All right. Now, see if yeah, show him around a little bit. I guess just do that for a bit. And when if it feels right, and you, and of course you don't have to do this, but if it feels right, see if he would like to go someplace with you where he can release that feeling of. Or, whatever percentage he's ready to release of that feeling of emptiness and loneliness, the cold feeling of being alone. See if he'd like to do that, release that from his body and his psyche. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, see how we'd like to do that. He could release it into like a natural element, like water, fire earth, wind, light, or any other way he wants
0: to. Yeah, I'm seeing him just on the grass, just kind of just releasing it into, you know, into the earth.
1: Okay, great. So help him with that if he needs it. Just be right by him and just have him take that empty feeling and just release it into the earth and really feel it as it leaves his body. Whatever amount of it he's ready to release. Could be all of it or whatever he's ready for. And have him really feel it as it leaves his body, his mind. and have him check and see if there's more he wants to release of that or anything else from that time period.
0: Not right now, like, it's like, there's a, there's a sense of, there's just more, like, it's just, there's more Yeah. over time to just release and just come into Come into this reality now, or right? You know, okay. Lots of friends, and there's lots of wonderful.
1: People. Right, right. So have him invite in whatever he wants to have with him going forward. Maybe the feeling, definitely have him invite in the relationship and the connection with you, and having you not being alone anymore. Okay, great. And anything else he wants to invite in that he's ready to. And then if it feels okay, Ryan, you tell me if it feels okay. Could we invite the part that cooks so intently here to see this boy with you now?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so let's do that. Have him notice the relationship between you and this lonely boy, or this formerly lonely boy. And invite him to just realize the potential here, of freedom and flexibility
0: in his role yeah yeah he's feeling a lot less of a i don't know seriousness or right the intent uh-huh. it. it's just like becomes more of a i don't know like a contribution you can make
1: uh-huh. yeah. all right so how do just take that in and let them know that this is, you know, something that you're planning to build on over time. This relationship, yeah, he gets that. Okay, and then maybe take a moment and just appreciate these two. This the boy, and um, maybe they need to spend some time with each other too. The the cooking bar see if anything needs to happen between
0: them no okay yeah i well, are just you know there's a there's more kind of a natural like just like like healthy distance se- like, or something right. like not so kind of fused
1: okay great all right, now now see if there's anything else that needs to be communicated. If there's any intention that you want to set with either one of them or both of them before we stop.
0: No, well, there was kind of this on this intention forming with the boy all along. That was like just more, just you know, it's already it already happens in my life, but it's just, uh-huh. just wants more of like, um, play. You know, just the companionship and the play. Yeah. I think it's been a hard year, like pandemic Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he's he's excited about summer and just, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: great. All right, so let him know that that's gonna happen. It's already starting to- Yeah. Be a, a plan,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. All right, and then just see if there's anything else that needs to happen between you and either one of these parts. And if not, you know, whenever you're ready, just shift your focus back out.
0: Yeah, no, I think that feels really complete for now. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was an unanticipated, wonderful (gasps) journey. Good. Yes,
1: Yes your, your audience got a little... A little um,
0: demonstration of mm-hmm. I there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's nothing better I, than than an actual. There's so much that I think they'll get in that, like the your pacing, how you know how you. It's a different way of understanding ourselves. Yeah, that level of spaciousness and uh, attunement.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really direct. Mm-hmm. Right from the part, yeah yeah, well, that was
0: fun <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> how are you feeling? I mean now you have to shift back out here how are you doing? I know. well,
0: I feel really uh cleared, like um, not cleared, but um settled, and yeah there's a there's a there's a peace in my heart right now, and yeah,
1: yeah, great mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And maybe there's a part of me that's hope, you know, that's alive right in the moment. That's hope, you know, that's hoping that that um, is, is of some value to to the folks out there kind of just under, you know, in terms of understanding, like what it's like to, to, to really honor all parts.
1: Yeah. 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 I hope so too. I mean, it's really kind of amazing because you chose something that, didn't seem like a big problem. It's just a little thing, you know, and it goes right toward a time period where you can imagine there was, you know, something kind of vulnerable mm-hmm. that you, we wouldn't necessarily expect, but there it was, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm doing that happens a fair amount for you. It does. Right? Yeah, yeah like every day. Yeah, right? <laughs> Because, like, yeah, because I've met, man- you know, it's just so—it's like this interesting thing of like I, I manage quite well, right? I mean, there's nothing sure, um, and and yet, and I and I, and I and I think you know, relationship just to kind of uh, segue back into you know, really uh, talking about relationship—it's it, such a—it's—it's—it's it's, it's so evocative of of these patterns
1: yeah that's right and it's so interesting
0: primary relationships
1: yeah yeah and it's so interesting how rather than focusing externally on your wife and like the communication with her you did what we call a u-turn right so i mean ifs is basically doing a u-turn so the focus Often in couples therapy is each partner is focused on the other person and what they're doing and wanting them to do something different, <laughs> right? And, and in this case, you describe something that happens between you and your wife and a behavior of your own and you turned your focus toward that and then that led you down this path and now you'll come back having actually changed something inside yourself just in that relational way that you just did. And you'll see if anything feels different the next time you go to cook in the kitchen and she asks for steamed broccoli instead of sautéed in
0: olive oil. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah well and i'm imagining you know that there's like a wonderful conversation that can be had or sharing that can be had around this like that i exactly can help because she needs to know my or it's helpful to her to know my architecture of part right right right. like oh she can now see oh you're in that part oh
1: yeah. yeah that it's not about her Mm-hmm. you know that there is some vulnerability inside of you i mean in doing ifs with couples there and people and partners watching each other work it really opens compassion because it's not like in this case you you basically were focused on yourself you weren't focused on trying to change her in any way not that you sounded like you were originally anyway but if you had been your focus was on yourself and something within you shifted and then um, and if she were watching it something in her could shift too toward you because there, it deepens the intimacy and the understanding right rather than it being about broccoli it's about you know the job the emotional job that that cook has been doing all this time in addition to the wonderful cooking job it's been doing
0: right 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 yeah yeah and and so as we kind of um start to wrap up here i a, a question starting to formulate for um in me um How would you're you're answering it in 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 a way, but just to build on it, what 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 would you say to the couples out there around like how if they're not going to necessarily go into IFS sessions yet, like what what would you invite in terms of their own individual work and then their own you know interpersonal work? Um, What would you invite or suggest for them to start to do in order to relate in a way that's more the way they want to, more intimate or pe- less conflict, um, more connected?
1: Yeah, I would say, know that every protective behavior, every behavior that looks like a problem has got some kind of story behind it. And ultimately, it, it's being driven by something vulnerable, Like this little simple snippet that you just did about cooking in the kitchen and being sort of maybe a little bit um, controlled about it goes back to a period in your life that on the surface, nobody would guess it was about that. They would think it was about sort of just the content of the kitchen and the cooking and all of that. So, but knowing that anything that seems a little rigid or extreme or even very extreme is always going to be driven by something vulnerable. I mean, that's, and once you know the story about why a certain behavior started, it's going to open compassion, right? So if I were going to give anything to your audience about couples therapy, just a lesson taken from IFS, I would say anything that seems on the surface problematic is always going to be about something on some underlying vulnerability and if you really want to deepen your connection and your love, you want to leave a space in the relationship where you can share and, and even get curious about together the underlying vulnerability behind everything that seems like a problem on the surface. It's all going to make sense if you can find the vulnerability driving it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it's the vulnerability that makes us feel connected. Ironically, because that's what we're always all protecting, right?
0: Right. Right. And so in coupledom, there's this opportunity similar to the therapist client relationship right there's this opportunity to to bring self like increased self energy to a to a vulnerable part is that what I'm that's right right like that that you can bring all that curiosity and that compassion to say in my case this part that feels really this younger part that feels really lonely and uh, or um, you know empty um, that that really potentiates the healing or the, the sort of corrective experience like if it's right that's partner right Partner as well not just not just me.
1: Right exactly And that when you bring that toward a part, it in, it increases the chances of you and your wife bringing that toward each other as well. so like that kind of self energy. And acceptance of your own vulnerability and awareness of your own vulnerability um, will open up that same kind of um, awareness and compassion in your wife and for your wife, right? So you get the, you know, instead of being in a vicious cycle, you get a virtuous cycle of more and more self-energy that gets shared between you, which is so lovely when that happens, right?
0: (laughs) Right, right. That's, yeah, that's what we're all right craving for because I mean, just to dip in a little bit, maybe this is part two, or that this definitely would be part two, but just attachment wise, I mean, that's that's where we start to heal our attachment injuries, right? Is it,
1: yeah, exactly,
0: that, those corrective experiences again. It's, yes, oh, I can be safe. Oh, this is this, this, I, I, I don't have to um, manage it in the way I had to when I was a kid. I can
1: yeah exactly and it starts with you so you offer that part both parts an emotionally corrective experience and then there becomes more flexibility inside that then gets translated into more flexibility in external relationships right yeah yeah Yeah, it was great it was fun to do that and it was also just fun getting to know this about you <laughs> yeah. yeah we don't always have a chance to do that trainings
0: yeah yeah right yeah yeah it was sweet i noticed i had to kind of manage the, the the podcast interviewer in me for a moment and just but it was it worked you know it was fun well nancy um is there anything you'd like to uh announce to the listeners like around i know you're in process of of writing a book probably going to be some time before it is available. That-
1: yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to finish it this summer. So it'll probably be out next spring. Um, well, one thing I would say is I'm going to be doing a supervision group for um, the PESI, you know, PESI, mm-hmm. is an online CEU company. There's PESI in the UK and I'm going to be doing a supervision group for them starting next February. That'll be a, a once a month. It's really, it's a really nice deal. It's not terribly expensive. And it's oh it's limited to 56 people online around around the world. And that'll be a, an IFS supervision group. And I think it's once a month. And then I'll do like an hour and a half of teaching, and then we do a, an hour and a half of case consultation. That's really nice. I'm gonna enjoy that. So I have that coming up, and then I have um a couple trainings coming up but my book will be out in the spring and that's about I'm using IFS to heal um, disease and health problems through um, that internal relationship with parts of us that have been through trauma or are dysregulated from different experiences in our lives and even external stress so I'm excited about that. And I'll, I'll be doing a lot more with that once it's done. And that's basically a treatment manual. So that's what's going on with me, Ryan.
0: That's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll put your, I'll put your website too in the, in the show notes for. for yeah. yeah.
1: So one thing I'll say, if anybody does websites, I need real, I really need work on my website. <laughs> so con- contact me.
0: <laughs> well, I hope, I hopefully you get some. <laughs> some support and that you need to get, you know, your, your work would be great for it to just, yeah, get, get more out there.
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. It's great to see you. Good to see you. All right. Bye everybody. Thanks for your attention.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Uh, I love Nancy. I love what she does. Love what she brings to the world through her teachings and through the kind of therapy she does just embodiment of compassion and I think she's just very representative of what IFS really is about it's radical compassion radical intimacy with all the parts of ourselves no no parts left behind all parts welcome I think that honestly I think it really gives a lot of hope for our world uh, we really desperately need that kind of radical curiosity and commitment to understanding Uh, all parts of every human being so please do check out um yeah the ifs institute and uh, just go down that rabbit hole you won't regret it and i'll be signing off right now until our next time take care